Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. And joining me a day later than we usually do, I appreciate the flexibility. It's Eric Patterson at EPAC Golf. What up, Eric? How's it going, Rick? Yeah, you. Uh, I got I got bumped off the schedule for uh, a legit PGA Tour player, so no uh, no issues with that. Yeah, got, you got bumps for Doc. Is that yeah, right? I mean, that's that fine. That's fine. No, not at all. You former USAM champion, um, <laughs> contended a few times on tour, first round leader last week. So yeah, yeah no issue with that. He, he cashed some tickets for us. So I figured if I could get him on, on Tuesday, I'll get him on Tuesday. We're recording this a day later. It's Wednesday. Uh, so we actually, honestly, it's probably better because we got like Ryder cup news. Now we can talk through, like we got a, an extra day to, to let things boil a little bit. But before we get into that, EPAT, we've got to talk about rocket mortgage classic, which in turn means we have to talk about Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I guess let's just start here. What do you think about Bryson's performance last week? All right. Truthfully, off the top, I didn't see a single shot of the entire week, but I could envision how it went. Um, Bryson, we saw this coming. We knew this win was going to happen eventually, whether it was this week or I'm surprised he's not playing the work day, but one of the next few weeks. Um, It's just like you have to admire the transformation. The results obviously came quick. Um, It just, yeah, he's a, he's a dominant force right now off the tee. And if he, one other part of his game clicks and last week it was the putting he's going to win a lot more so until someone figures out how to how to chase him down or you know catch him on an off week he's going to be at the top of the leaderboard a lot yeah, more than maybe some people will like uh yeah okay so now is he is he turning into the villain and i know like everybody loves a good villain right like you've got your patrick reed you've got your sergio garcia you've got your ian poulter at Ryder cups or whatever like everybody loves a good villain is Bryson the new villain? Like, I guess so. I, I don't. So last week, I I was cheering for him. Like, obviously, I wanted him to do well. I didn't have any bets on him or anything. But that his comment Saturday about the cameraman just like set me off a little bit. Um, that just came off as bratty, uh, like entitled. It was a terrible look for him. And um, I never really considered him a villain. I considered him a character up until then. Um, I loved everything he did as absurd as some of the things he were, he was doing were, um, it just, yeah, that, that cameraman comment about, you know, wanting privacy on the course, like, dude, you're playing for millions of dollars. This is, comes with the territory that you have, you're on camera for a reason. So just like own it, you know, own it, your actions on and off the course. And that is your brand. Like it just, it set me off a little bit. Um, I'm glad I kind of wasn't fully invested in the tournament to really react on Twitter or anything. But um, yeah. yeah, I guess he's the villain. Uh, that's okay. Him and Patrick Reed can team up together now and take on the, the rest of the American roster. Uh, but it's such a bad look because you, he takes the swipe. If, if he just kept go, like if he didn't confront the cameraman, we never would have even noticed or known he took a swipe at the sta- at the sand. Like the fact that he even brought it up made it worse and then he like doubled down on it again after after he won he's like on Twitch like d- still defending himself like homeboy it's like you're on the wrong side of this and I- like okay if you he's upset that his bratty petulant behavior got caught on camera so he yelled at the cameraman instead of not do- ha- behaving like a petulant brat 
Yeah, your your words are better than mine for describing how he was acting. I obviously didn't see the the sand swipe, but he did double down. It was just, I mean, he could have just came out and said, look, I had a moment of rage on the course. I was frustrated. It happens. I apologize. I'm moving forward. But yeah. he turned it into this like brand play and like protecting his image, which is not what we want as fans. We want to see the entire story. We don't want, um, you know, we've talked about this before. We, similar to the John Rom story from uh, TPC Sawgrass, we need to see the entire character of a player, not just the, the good. Um, we need to see right. their low points as well. And uh, if Bryson wants, you know, the PGA Tour to only film his good shots, his good reactions mm -hmm. when he's signing autographs for fans and not shooing them off or something, it's like they're not out there to protect the brand. And I hope that's not where, um, you know, broadcasts are going. And I hope that's not this this scene wasn't a deterrent for future broadcasts to like stop filming, um, you know, these players at their low moments. I just, it's, it was really weird, really weird, but I didn't see that Twitch. I saw he was on Twitch after the win. I really <laughs> wanted to log in and check it out, but it was at like 2 AM. So maybe he, uh, yeah, I might have to go back and rewatch that one. He, he probably let loose. Yeah, it actually would have been more endearing if he was just like, 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 here's your PR move. You know what? I love golf so much. I want to win so bad that I lashed out in a moment of, in a fit of rage, and I, and I, you know, fixed myself, and we moved on. Like that. That's it. We we we're not even talking about this today. If that's what he says. Um, Let's go a little bit deeper on this because now that he's finally won, the conversation moves to can he win a major like this? Obviously, right? The goalposts continue to move. But also the like bigger dramatic version of this, Eric, would be like he's ushering in a new era where all of the – like Kevin Kisner mentioned it after the round – Doc Redman mentioned it when I had him on the pod. He's like, he's turning heads. Like, it's insane what's happening. Like, are we going to see – is it going to take more than just a win at the Rocket Mortgage Classic for 212 guys or whatever on the PGA Tour and everybody else who's trying to get there to try to get as much distance no matter what the cost? He uh... – Truthfully, I think he could have won the Rocket Mortgage in his old frame. He had five wins with his old body, his old skill set. Um, sure. Obviously, this is turning heads. And, um, again, he doesn't have the results in major championships. But, that, again, that was the old Bryson. So we shall see where it, you know, where, how this plays at TPC Harding Park. That's really when he's going to start drawing the attention because um, if it plays there and he's as dominant there as he was at the rock and mortgage, which didn't have the best field, the weakest field of the restart. So it's, if he won the travelers or if he won colonial with like McElroy in the field and Kepka there, it would have been a little different, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, he's definitely, definitely piqued the interest of probably everyone on tour. And, you know, when Justin Thomas is praising your insane driving ability and just like kind of being yeah. in awe of watching Bryson hit balls on the on the tee and just how straight and how accurate these 350 yard bombs are. It's uh, yeah, this, he's definitely caught the eye of everyone on tour. And I think um, maybe we want to touch in on this, but Kepka's extremely weird and cryptic tweet from yesterday about um, mentioning the S word uh, is, is I found that extremely bizarre and almost, um, kind of a cheap shot um, to say or to insinuate that Bryson might be on steroids or of some sort. It was, um, he's, it's a, it's a wild, it's a wild turn of events. I mean, it's uh he's the talk of the tour for good and bad reasons. 
Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I didn't really like. I guess I got that tweet, but I was also like, where did this, where did I this did, come from? <laughs> I didn't understand where it come from. I'm assuming maybe that's maybe that's on me to not to assume that, but I'm guessing he's talking about Bryson. He has to be. Like he, he has, has to, be. to be. What's the other steroid reference on the PGA Tour right now? There's nothing. And especially because they um. Like they've 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 uh, jabbed each other on social media yeah. before, right? Like this, uh, makes especially sense. about like body figure and six packs. <laughs> yeah, and, like they this is a weird beef between these two guys, and um, a lot of it. Yeah, it's the I forget what tournament it was at the end of last playoff when Bryce or Brooks said Bryson can come say it to my face, or maybe it was the other way around. But they had a confrontation on the range, and yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, Brooks would kick the crap out of." <laughs> Bryson and now yeah. I don't know man, that would be a, some heavyweight match to watch well Bryson's so much or uh Brooks is so much taller too Bryson's not a t- like a tall guy and adds you know now he's up to what two I don't know 235 or whatever it would, yeah it's it's one of the more interesting stories on tour and now Brooks isn't even playing next week at Memorial I think so I don't like I wanted to see he's that he's not playing uh, next week it doesn't sound like it that was kind of the uh there was something going on on Twitter where No Lang Up said, you know, Brooks and Bryson should be paired together, and then Brooks wasn't in the field. But Memorial in June said that Brooks was in the field, so um, I think they're. I think he's taking next week off and then playing the 3M. So That's I don't know when we're really going to see weird, Brooks and Bryson right? together. Yeah, what, I found what's it. What's that about? I found it super strange, but I think Kepka's in the workday field because Chase got a sponsor's invite. So it's like a package deal. Um, yeah, it's a the two for one Kepka special there. So <laughs> uh, that makes that would like this is kind of his makeup event for the travelers, and then I would assume he's taking next week off and then gearing up for the PGA. But but yeah. a guy a guy that a guy that prides himself on winning only the biggest tournaments is going to skip the Memorial to play the three M. He's stepping aside. Yeah, for Tiger's return, probably the best field we'll have so far this season. He's going to play the three M instead. It seems, it seems really weird, especially with a chance to go against, you know, Bryson where he's won before and you can't take fire. You can't fire steroid shots at someone and then just take (laughs) a week off. And I I guess we'll find out. I love the beef. He doesn't have to make it official until what Friday afternoon. Friday. Yeah. We'll find out. But um, apparently uh, golf channel was also reporting that um, Uh, this is the first I've heard. I would be shocked. This is the first I've heard of this. Yeah. Uh, I would be very surprised, but if it's well sourced, wow. But like, yeah, he's there's I don't know. It's it's came out from Golf Channel saying that Brooks was going to take the memorial off and then play 3M WGC where he's defending and then PGA where he's defending. So maybe he doesn't want to play four weeks in a row. I don't know what his commitment to 3M is, but right. Got some deal there as well. Wow. Um, OK, Ryder Cup. So we're we are again recording this uh, Wednesday afternoon on the East Coast. So this morning we got like the official word that the Ryder cup has been postponed, which I will tell you, uh, we, I thought this, this, this announcement was supposed to happen last week, by the way, and it never happened, but we've, this is something we've known for, like we've been trending in this direction for a while, right? Like, so now it is just official that the Ryder cup will move, uh, to 2021. That's September date. It's the end of September. It's actually, I think a week earlier than what the president's cup week was. And then, in turn, the President's Cup will now move to 2022, and the President's Cup will go back to even-year cadence, and the Ryder Cup will go back to odd-year cadence. Do I have that right? That is all correct, yeah. So, this is, expect, this is expected, where we were... but yeah, unfortunate. This is where we were headed here. Yeah. 
Like it was always up in the air. And it every when every top player is saying, I don't want to play the Ryder Cup without fans, it's like we're probably not going to play the Ryder Cup. That it just is what it is. And 2020's kind of been a crappy, well, it's been a huge letdown of a year. So just another uh, another blow, but an expected one at that. The without a union in golf, which is we don't have a players' union, right? The the voices of the players and the big name players, they, it drives a lot. We talked about that a lot when Rory kind of sounded the alarm at the players after Jay Monahan was like, ah, we just won't let fans in tomorrow. We'll be fine. And Rory was like, we got to get the hell out of here. And of course they shut it all down. Um, and then you get, you know, Rory and Kepka and other guys saying uh, a Ryder cup without fans is not really a Ryder cup. And then apparently some of the contingency plans, they were thinking about trying to get like 10,000 people, in into uh whistling straights in in this september which is also like a disaster and then here's and the other thing is bringing fans in travels the biggest issue in a golf world that we live in right now the bubble the pga stores bubble that travels from city to city and also like players fans guys traveling from europe quarantining on both ends like this it would be a disaster to try to pull off in september it yeah it made even for Memorial next week to have fans there. It just, it's, it's unnecessary. It's a giant risk that you don't need. I mean, the Ryder cup say they brought a bunch of fans in and then um, a couple guys catch COVID and I don't know, the masters would be right around the corner. I, I just, just po- postpone it, remove it from the schedule. That's fine. We got, I think Punta Cana Corrales Punta Cana yeah, baby. steps in. So it'll get a prime time field. That'll be a, That'll be one to watch. That'll, but, be, uh, yeah, that'll just, be a big boy. <laughs> it's a uh, nice, uh, what a, what a secondary event to pivot to instead of the Ryder cup, but is what it is. I mean, we, I've been expecting this news for a, a long time, so it just didn't really come as a shock. Right. Um, the, but I will, I'll say all of this beef with Bryson and Kepka and, uh, Patrick Reed after the president's cup, like I live for that. So I was, praying there was going to be one early on but obviously that's not going to happen hopefully this uh there's turmoil can continue for another uh, i guess like 15 months or whatever it is now but fingers crossed fingers T- crossed yeah time, time for it to brew um so i guess we're going to figure out there's already been a couple of reports about like how this is going to impact the qualifications we know that uh the u.s already expanded from like four captains picks to six now they're they'll have to figure out I thought I saw something about the the European side when they were going to freeze the Ryder Cup standings and when they were going to restart them because now it's awkward, right? Like if you would have qualified for the 2020 Ryder Cup and in 15 months you're now garbage uh, and you're not like they don't want you on the team or the opposite of where if you take everybody who was supposed to be on the 2020 Ryder Cup team and you put them on 2021 automatically, you might have a guy who was like peaking right now and is in the worst possible form hasn't done anything for 15 months so there's a lot of that kind of stuff to figure out i think the uh european tour i guess the european team they're they've canceled uh they've stopped accumulating points until 2021 so kind of fixes that problem and then they'll have uh nine months i guess to start collecting points again so whatever they have now is frozen and then they'll just start collecting them again and i i'm i'm assuming the u.s will do something similar you can't like you can't, although the top guys in the States will definitely be the top guys come, you know, next September, it'll be like one or two guys that'll have to be kind of be decided upon, but, um, they will, they'll figure that out. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't have the numbers or the standings right in front of me, but I'm not sure who's like on the, okay. on the cusp. 
I just brought up the standings and I was going to make you guess like off the top of your head. It was going to be a fun game we were going to play. So the American team? <laughs> yeah, we'll start with the American team. So who? So as of right now, who do you think is like, uh, I guess, qualified for this team? So like the top eight? Yeah, sure. Okay, Webb? Yes, third. Kepka? Yes, first. Bryson? Yes, fourth. Uh, DJ? Yes, second. So you got the top four. That's pretty good. Cantlay? Cantlay is not. I think wow. because he hasn't oh, – so he's all the yeah. way – yeah, he plays played so little. Uh, so yeah. he's all the way Justin down at 14th, but I imagine he, he would be, yeah, JT would be eighth. There's right. probably a, uh, Patrick Reed will be in there. Yep. Sixth. And this is, a uh, Xander. Oh yeah. Okay. It's all the majors from last year, I Correct. guess. So it's, so who's the big ones. So Gary Woodland would be the, the other yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, Tigers ninth, Finau 10th, Berger 11, Kucher 12. Uh, Morikawa was 16. I'd love to see him on a Ryder Cup team. Gives another year for those guys, Hovland and Morikawa, to make a run. Yeah. Uh, well, Hovland is from Norway, so. Oh, oh yeah, for the, the European. For, yes, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was like, that, he's not going to make the American team. <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely know that. I think I know golf. <laughs> My bad. I was just like laser focused on the American squad. Uh, okay, so the, the Europe team is even weirder because the way they do their points is kind of differently. So they have European points and then they have world points. So I'm just going to go with, uh, I guess I've got to go with European points, which is, it's weird though. So it's like Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Victor Perez, yeah, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Bernd Wiesberger, Terrell Hatton, Danny Willett. That's their top eight. It will, that will not be the team come. Ooh, come hopefully Ryder, not. The come Ryder Cup 2021. Europeans might have dodged a huge bullet here. Yeah, honestly, they might have if that was the like, team they were going to have to roll. All these guys are peaking on the States, and then you got like Molinari and a bunch of other Europeans that were a big part of the last team that are struggling right now. I don't know what Stenson's up to. Sergio stinks. It's uh, Dude, Yeah, they're a mess. Yeah, Stenson. Okay, so Rose he, has, he like hasn't played, right? Stenson has not played I'm, since. Yeah, he's he's been I a think. ghost. I don't know if he's in Europe still or what he's doing, but. I'm going to look it up because I don't think he's played. The, I, I don't think he's played in 2020. Like anywhere, really? Maybe on the Euro. Hold on. Oh, I guess he has. All right, he played in Singapore the third week of the year. You don't remember that? Uh, yeah, I was there. Obviously, <laughs> it was front and center. He played in Dubai the fourth week. Then he played in Saudi Saudi Arabia. Oh, the only event he played over here was the Arnold Palmer. He missed the cut at the Arnold Palmer. Okay, yeah. That's so it. he was starting his American swing, and then, and then the yeah, then yeah. the shutdown. Yeah. Um, okay. There was a name on that American list that I, I want to talk through because you tweeted something very interesting. It's Gary Woodland. Um, I have been, uh, very vocal about my lack of Gary Woodland support, uh, currently because he is, he's been absolutely brutal off the tee. And, uh, you tweeted something out that might, uh, give a little more information about that. Well, it just, he made a driver switch coming out of the break. He put a Wilson driver in the bag and he's lost 9.2 strokes off the tee since. Now, obviously, he's not that's using not that. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> not good at all. Um, he's not using that club every time, so it's maybe a little more uh, mental when he puts a tee in the ground. It just kind of – his swing gets a little lost. But it's something – I like monitoring kind of equipment changes of that nature. We've seen it with Rose recently, kind of, you know, refining his ball striking since switching back to TaylorMade. So this is uh, – it's odd for Woodland to – He's never been like a, he's been long, but we've always loved Gary at kind of club down courses. So his driver can get a little squirrely at times. Yeah. Um, but I just found it odd that he would switch and then keep going with the switch, even though it didn't work the first two weeks. And then the travelers, he was 
he was pretty bad again. So something to keep an eye on. So I'd, I've been looking for Gary Woodley, Gary Woodland, Getty images um, for the last two <laughs> days, trying to find if someone has a picture of his, if he's using a new driver or not, but um, yeah, you're, you're all backed up by data. I, I just go based on pictures. Uh, yours is probably better, dude. I mean, honestly, the stuff that we get from like you going through the pictures or like when Mark Immelman's at the course, I think the community, we as like a DFS community should like pay someone who we can get into like all the practice round, like obviously when things return to normal or whatever, and like take photos of everyone's bags. Like there's so much to that stuff. Like what's going on that week? It's, it's really insightful. Even just like a range report. Like if I, like. I don't know. You can tell how guys are feeling in practice rounds. Like I remember when I was out in Torrey, just kind of walking around, you can get a sense um, if guys are really struggling what they're working on. Like they'll, they'll drop like 10 balls on the putting green, like on on a certain hole and just like really try to hone in on a certain, you know, type of putt or a chip or whatever it is. It's, you can see how guys are trying to build up for that week. It just, it'd be nice to get a little bit more information from the grounds instead of guessing um, through pictures and kind of various reports, but there one day million dollar idea. We'll crowd, we'll crowdfund someone to travel around to every tournament and uh, give us a, a weekly report. Well, I mean, they have guys doing it now, just, they're not asking the right questions. They're not asking, um, you know, specifics like that. They're just getting, how are you feeling this week? You know, what's the vibe like all that type of, all right, so we just pieces. need to hone in. We just need to hone in the questions. Yeah, that just got to get the more gambling related questions. We need there to know these things. Uh, this week, workday charity open week one of two at Mirrorfield Village. Uh, I think probably by this point in the week, we've kind of the, the differences between what we expect this week and next week have kind of been covered ad nauseum. Just to recap, essentially, from what we understand, this week we'll play shorter. The rough will be a little bit shorter. The greens will be slower. Next week, we expect the greens to be faster. We expect the rough to be a little bit thicker. And we expect a different set of tee boxes and pin positions to be used. Am I missing anything, Eric? Um, that's been everything that I've heard that's reported. I actually spoke with Mackenzie Hughes yesterday. and oh, Okay, big dog. My, my my good friend, Mackenzie. I talked you, to him You and Mac weekend. Daddy. Yeah, yeah we're... We're always chatting, but he said uh, he's played Muirfield twice, two memorials. And for someone who's, you know, he, he knows how to roll the rock. So he's got a good feel for the, for greens. He, he played 18 holes on Tuesday and um, he didn't really notice that much of a difference in the speed of the greens. Hmm. Uh, he said they were still uh, very fast, maybe not wow. lightning speed at that um, Muirfield's used to. So I think they run at like a 13. So they're probably in like the 12, 12 and a half range, not like a 10 or an 11. Great. So pretty much the same in terms of green speeds. And then he said the rough is actually um, not very noticeable uh, compared to last the last few seasons. Maybe they grow it up for Memorial, but um, the rough seems to be pretty in line with uh, what he's used to seeing as well. So he liked the fact that it's not going to be changing too drastically week to week. I think um, every guy is going to have that same kind of thought and it would be tough to play the same course under different conditions um, and try to get used to things that quickly but it's nice they are keeping things relatively the same for both weeks i love it um I, i the one thing i was actually interested in was you know like late on sunday when you've got you know 156 golfers going through and then they cut it down and there's like natural landing areas those fairways turn into swiss cheese and i was like oh my god they're gonna play another uh like another week right after that it's going to be you're going to be in a divot every single time which by the way if i could change a rule about golf it would be if you're in a divot in the fairway 
you should never have to hit out of it. Dumbest rule in the world, I think. Like, the, <laughs> I've the, done my job. I, I'm just just hit in someone else's mess. Like, what are you, what are we doing here? The whole game is about protecting the field, and that is like literally the one thing. Like, you are playing a course in a different condition as the person who played it in front of you. It's the most unfair aspect of golf. I cannot even imagine a scenario in which you would have to hit it out of there. But here we are. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure there will be um, some noticeable. Uh, divot balls next week and there might be some words because like you said they're they're all landing it in the same area pretty much and it's just it's bound to happen um i mean next week a little bit more frequently than this week but yeah it happens way too often to begin with exactly and and from what i understand uh so mark immelman told us on the first cut pod they were he was meeting i think he met with like the superintendent or whatever so the holes that have really specific landing areas the ones that like everyone hits to they're going to really try to move the tee boxes like forward and back 30 yards so that they're kind of little, they're different landing areas from week to week, but there are going to be some holes where like you can't really do that. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. Yeah. It's uh the whole, the whole thing's going to be interesting to watch. We're going to Hughes actually said, it's going to feel like his home course by the end of next week. And <laughs> we're going to know this course inside and out. If, if you didn't know it already, we're going to, you yeah. really get to know it um, after watching it for, for two consecutive weeks. So those, at least it's a nice course to, to do it at. Yes. And those guys are like in the same hotel room for like two straight weeks. Like, good luck, man. You're going to, you might get sick of this. And then what if you miss the cut and you just have to like hang and wow. like wait for next week? Oh God. That's so many more range sessions for Sungjae. Sungjae well, I mean, he's in, not going to miss the cut. But. In full garb at the range. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about who could potentially win this golf tournament. Um, so I, I thought what was interesting compared to last week, the top of like the betting board, for example, last week there were no question marks. Bryson was full steam ahead. Webb was full. He was coming off a win. He was full steam ahead. You had nothing bad to say about Terrell Hatton. You had nothing bad to say about Victor Hovland. Those guys were all like solid options. This week, there's a lot more question marks at the top. You've got Justin Thomas, who's coming off of a miscut. John Rahm, who hasn't been great. Brooks, who flashed a little bit, but you don't know. Hideki's up there. I mean, Cantlay's like the only guy without question marks, right? Like, I think it's a very big difference from week to week about the top guys. Yeah, it is. Um, last last week was staring you right in the face, and I still whiffed, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but um, yeah, this week it's I it's it's going to be interesting to see how these guys rebound. I'm expecting big things out of Rahm and, and JT. They it suits this they suit this course uh perfectly but rom has just kind of been a bit of a disaster coming out of the break um and i i wonder if there's i mean they're obviously trying to play well but there is i feel like there has to be some sort of preparation for next week as well like this week the winner i I, i'm gonna sound like an idiot to say this but like the winner gets 1.1 million (laughs) say it (laughs) that's the john deere purse right is it not like these guys wouldn't play the job like the next next week is just such a like a more prestigious event um with a larger field a larger purse um it just there's more that comes along with the memorial win yeah, you, than get the, would, you get the three-year the three-year exemption instead of two years like it is elevated status like literally elevated status i'm just maybe i'm thinking way too far into this but there's got to be some level of preparation for some of these guys um especially with majors rolling around i don't I don't know. Grinding out a week here at the workday maybe won't bode well for guys next week. So it's something to watch as well. I just, it's, uh, there's definitely a lot of question marks at the top, but. Okay. So who's your pick? Who do you like? Um, so just to be clear, last week you went with Patrick Reed. He missed the cut. Yeah. What was his deal, man? The week before like you that. had DJ. That worked out well for I the know. win. 
hit or miss. Uh, so you, I think you're up. Oh, you I get have, to go first. Okay, so I had I had Hovland last oh, week. Oh, you had Hovland. Okay. I had Hovland. I used Bryson. Okay, so I used Bryson twice in the first five times we did this. Didn't get a win. Didn't use him last week, uh, but took Hovland instead. T11, I believe. I'm going to take Brooks. Um, I kind of do like the fact that he's not – if that's true and he's not playing next week, I do think there is something to the preparation. I think there's something to – Seeing a course, depending on how drastic it is, um, how drastic how drastic the changes are, seeing it one time and then having to play it again might not be as big of, of an advantage as we think it is. Like if you've been like if 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 somehow they could get and it sounds like it might not be, but like if the greens were eleven this week and running like thirteen next, and it kind of blows your mind, and it takes you two rounds to figure it out again. Like I don't know if that's a good thing, uh, but Brooks is starting to look like Brooks, and the putter is back. Every round, this restart, he's gained strokes putting. Uh, his off-the-tee game, just fine. The approach game, it's coming, getting a little bit better. So I'm, I'm optimistic here that Brooks is, is about to put it all together. I don't mind the Brooks one. I, I'm very interested. I'm always interested in Kepka's schedule because I do think he is someone who, and he's admitted this, that he likes going out and you know, find, getting in the groove, maybe not um, – giving it everything he has for maybe a week. That's a few weeks out from a major. So um, it, I'm my, I'm questioning why he's at the workday uh, charity open, to be honest, because he is not playing next week. I don't have an answer for you. Um, I think it's maybe chase related, but um, I don't mind the Brooks pick at all. I will go with uh Cantley's the obvious one, but I'm going to go with Shoffley because I think Shoffley someone who, gets extremely invested in one week and when he is in the hunt and uh, he was in the hunt at colonial. And I think that obviously he didn't pull through there. He just gets a little dejected afterward and he's a, it takes him a while to get going again. And I think that's why you see some of his results are a little sporadic. Um, he maybe it's kind of almost like a little Kepka esque. He doesn't really necessarily grind on the weekend. Like he's, he's not someone who's going to make the cut on the number and then go, 62 62 and end up with a top five he's just going to kind of coast through the rest of the weekend which it's an interesting trait to have but i think once he gets to a good start um he's kind of a little more focused so i think shoffley he's obviously in good form he's gonna kind of rebound this week there you go xander for eric i will take brooks kepka hopefully we get a sweat on the weekend eric you are talking to Mackenzie hughes your work can be found on the score what else is going on over there uh, not too much, to be honest. Uh, just download the score app. It's the <laughs> say this every week. Um, the score with sports ramping up. If you are in New Jersey, download uh, the Score Bet. Um, that's our new betting platform, betting app um, that we are excited about. So yeah, check that out. Can you name the na- the capital of New Jersey? Me? Yeah. I know one city. I don't know if it's the capital. Newark. Uh, I think it's actually Trenton, but Newark. Uh, okay, so hold on. There's a Newark, New Jersey, and a Newark, Delaware, and a New York, New York. That's kind of messed up, isn't it? Rick, if you want to do uh, Canadian <laughs> Canadian geography, I'll happily challenge you to that. I cannot name uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of things in Canada. 
uh, Ontario. There's also an Ontario, California. Yeah, that gets confusing sometimes. They have a hockey team too. I know that. They do. Uh, yeah, no, I don't want to play geography games with cross cross border. I think you'll do a lot better. Here I'm usually than pretty I will good. There. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah. New Jersey off the top of my head. We don't get a lot of exposure to Canadian cities and things like that here. I yeah. think I think you'd kick my butt. That's there. fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. Eric Patterson, you can find him on Twitter at EPACGolf. You can find me on Twitter at Rick Run Good. This has been 300 Yards to Unknown. Catch you next time.